Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I'm so pleased to be with you today. In today's session, have you ever been so shocked by what somebody said to you that you could not reply in the moment? Have you ever agreed to something that on reflection you wondered, what am I doing? Why did I say yes? In today's session, we're going to describe what to do to manage our brain so that we have more impulse control, so that when we face our more challenging last 8% moments, we can walk in with more confidence. Let's walk. and walking, enjoying this glorious day, moving as we are able, standing tall, looking around, feeling gratitude. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate three things, movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. Why do we do that? Well, so that we can grow our emotional intelligence, so that we can be more effective in our more challenging situations, conversations, decisions, what we call last 8% situations. So right now we're just out walking, feeling our feet on the ground. And by the way, if you're listening to this at your desk I would highly suggest that you hit pause or stop and wait until you have time to actually walk and include movement. That's a really important part of our design. But nonetheless, hopefully you're out walking. Some people actually use an elliptical or a rowing machine or their bike. Whatever you do, do it safely. But we're out walking, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise, and fall. We follow a BIG structure. We make our bed, and if you're not sure why, you can go to that episode to find out. That's the first B. The second B is we pay attention mindfully to our belly and body. Then we have one of two eyes, either idea of the day or strength and identity, and we choose one or the other each episode. And then we choose one of the two G's. Goals or gratitude. Again, each episode varies slightly. But we have this B-I-G structure. So we're just walking now. Standing tall. Feeling our hands and wrists. Feel them swing in the air. Noticing any sensations as the air contacts our hands and our wrists. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, non-reactively. We're trying to just be present with whatever is going on in the moment. 
as opposed to lost in thought somewhere. We want to be where our feet are. So now just tune into your head and neck. And what sensations do you feel in this area? And importantly, we're not trying to change anything. We're just trying to bring a curiosity to whatever's present. And sometimes we can mindfully soften the area. And by the way, we like to intersperse, sometimes go belly and then feel part of our body and back and forth. And sometimes I'll take an in-breath, feel the belly rise and fall and then move to, let's say, feet and ankles or lower leg and then back to the breath and then move again into the body. We're just trying to be as present as we can. And if our mind wanders, just note that it's wandered. Let the thought be and come back to belly and body. You can even look for, did we have any kind of emotional reaction like, oh, you know, my mind wandered and that's wrong. You know, any judgment towards ourselves. Again, we're just trying to pay attention non-judgmentally to whatever is happening. Our mind wandering is not a bad thing. It's just something to be aware of, let it be and come back. You'll see in the mindfulness practice, a big part is just to begin again and again and again. So now moving to mindfulness of our idea of the day. It must have been 15, maybe 20 years ago when I was in front of a group of people who were so excited by our ideas and thought we could use this and they wanted to work with me. They were at a major medical center and we could use this and we could market this and this could be a great thing. Really all the work that you're learning in this podcast. And so they they asked me, have you ever worked with companies before? And I had. I'd worked with two other companies. But in that moment, I couldn't remember what the names of the companies were, if you can believe it. And I was just stopped. And they're asking, and I'm like, yeah, I... And I just could not retrieve that memory file. And I think maybe it's because, you know, I was younger, I was new. I felt just lucky to be in the same room with these you know, marketing geniuses, or at least that's what I kind of thought in the moment. And in that moment, I was not at my best. And I couldn't manage my brain. And it's not a bad thing. It just happened. But it was one of those moments where you're, I thought to myself, gosh, we need something to manage our brain in these moments. And so that's where this idea of the day came from, quite frankly. And so the idea is the SOS technique. 
which is a way to have increased impulse control in those more difficult moments. And difficult moments show up for each of us differently. Sometimes it's a challenging conversation or a difficult decision or receive, or we are receiving feedback. But either way, whatever the external situation, it comes into our brain and our body along the same pathway. And so that's where our opportunity to gain uh, an ability to respond occurs and where we have such power. So remember, our brain is built on protecting us. And so we're going to learn in this season, in the podcast, how we make emotions, which essentially is our brain takes in physical sensations from our body. And this is very fast, very ambiguous information, and it makes a prediction. And the prediction it makes is with a a label of an emotion. This is how we make emotions. Again, I'll go into this in a lot more detail in a future episode. But for now, just know that the information that comes in, it's fastest. The physical sensations are the fastest part of information our brain gets. But it's also very ambiguous. So our brain is prone to make a prediction error, right? Because it's comparing the physical sensation that's coming in with our experience template. All of those things that we've experienced before. And it's trying to make a, an assessment. Are we okay? Are we not okay? Are we at threat or not? So our brain is trying to protect us. And it can make these prediction errors because of the ambiguity of information it receives. And the fact that it will amplify the negative to try to protect us. And what can happen is that we can fall into what we call a predictable default behavior, which is shows up in two ways, either in avoiding or making a mess. And that is to say, the avoiding can be we flee or we freeze, or the making a mess is we fight. We say something we didn't really intend. And this is why emotional intelligence training matters so much, because these are all learnable skills. This is why we practice mindfulness every day. And by the way, that's why there's a component of drip learning in these podcasts so that we can grow our level of emotional intelligence so we can walk into our, you know, to ever more difficult situations with more confidence, with more courage. And so part of what we want to do is understand, okay, what's going on? for me as I face a difficult situation so that I can bring in a strategy so I can respond versus react. So to start, I want you to think about how it shows up for you when you are facing a difficult situation. So think of one right now. It could be a difficult conversation or a difficult decision or you're you know, face-to-face with someone who you've had challenges with. What do you feel in your body? So for me, I feel heat in my forehead. So what I'm trying to get at is what we call our big three. These are the three signs that we're starting to what we call hijack and start to react, that is, in in a way that's out of proportion to the situation and that might have impact we don't intend. So for me, it's heat on the forehead. It could be butterflies for you. But pick one physical sensation as part of your big three. Because again, the information from our body, the physical sensations 
move fastest. So we want to make sure that one of our big three is physical. So for me, heat my forehead. Number two for me is when I feel a real sense of certainty. I'm right and they're wrong. And that makes sense because the way our brain works is that it tries to narrow our field of awareness so that we're paying attention to just the noxious stimuli in our presence, nothing else. So we can lose options. That's why my second sign is, you know, real certainty. I'm right, they're wrong. Right? So for me, it's heat, certainty. And the third one is urgency. I have this feeling like I've got to act right now. I feel this time pressure. And by the way, a lot of us do. So those are my big three. Come up with your big three. But when you feel your big three, now that's your kind of signal, your early warning system that now you need a strategy. And the strategy we love to use is SOS, which is to say it stands for stop. That's the S. O is oxygenate. And the final S is seek information. So there's more to this tool, but I want to give you just a kind of a, a shorthand so you can use it in the moment. So what do I mean by stop? Well, we want to disengage from the trigger, right? We, we think of this as a pattern interruption, which is to say, as opposed to going down that pathway of reaction, now we feel in our body and as opposed to immediately react out of proportion, maybe not very thoughtfully, we want to just stop. And we want to give our neocortex time to, to catch up to the physical sensations and the emotions that are being made. So we can check, is, do we have a prediction error going on? So it's almost like we're giving our brain a pause. And so there's a few things that we can do. We can take a sip of water if we're in a meeting. We can stand up. We can open up our hands because sometimes we feel our, our fingers curl when we're in this predictable default behavior of avoid or make a mess. So this is the stop strategy. There's a whole bunch of different strategies you can use. But that's the S part. The O is we oxygenate. We want to consciously kind of take a deep breath down into our toes. Why do we do this? Well, again, it's very similar to, it's a stop strategy for sure. But it gives us an opportunity to respond versus react. So part of the reason that we do mindfulness every morning is that we want to be more comfortable in our bodies so we can be with kind of unpleasant sensations without reacting, without habitually reacting to them. Because that's what many of us do. We habitually react and we just, whatever comes into our head, we, you know, execute that behavior. But if we oxygenate, what that means is that we slow down for a moment. Again, allowing our brain to catch up. But it means that it's almost a signal. And the more mindfulness we do, it's an association to just be present for a moment and to remember to respond versus react. So that's S, stop. O is oxygenate. And then finally, there's seek information. Do you know that we jump to judgment, especially in our personal relationships, based on less than 5% of available information? And we do this because, again, the brain is trying to protect us. It's trying to help us survive. So it's taking that quick, ambiguous information and trying to get us to react. And the truth is that we're probably not facing a tiger, which is often what we think. And so 
if we can get more information, we can ask ourselves some questions. Is this a real or perceived threat? The amygdala, that emotional part of our brain, doesn't know the difference between real or perceived. So just our thoughts can trigger us. We can ask a bunch of other questions. Will this matter in six months, six weeks, six days, six hours, six minutes, six seconds? And if we can answer that question, then we can understand, okay, how big and how important is this? That'll help us respond in proportion. There's other questions we can ask ourselves. What is my impact right now? What might their good intention be? Do they feel heard or understood by me? What would I as an exceptional leader do in this moment? And so SOS can be such a powerful way for us to get hold of our brain, to increase our impulse control. So in that moment, we can retrieve that memory file. We can respond appropriately in the moment and we don't have impact that we don't intend And so, as you'll see in future sessions, we will be spending a lot of time tuning into our body and building this muscle of mindfulness. And the great news is that it's absolutely learnable. And this is all part of the drip learning. So, feeling our body, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Feeling our feet on the ground and our hands in the air. Taking a mindful breath right down to our toes, calming this body and breathing out and releasing tension. So this is the SOS strategy. You can use it in any moment. Now, moving to goals for the day. What do you want to get done today? What are three big kind of goals? When I say big, I don't mean they got to be huge goals, but just what are the three more important priorities that you want to get done today? See that now in your mind's eye. Think about how you want to show up as you get these goals done. Maybe with a bit more impulse control. Responding versus reacting. Getting more information versus jumping to judgment. This is all possible. And just know that we will make errors as we go through and face challenging moments and challenging conversations with people at work or people we love. By the way, people at work can be people we love as well, of course. And so we have to be easy on ourselves if we do make a mistake. But as we're finishing for the day, thinking about bringing this energy into the day, I want to finish with a great quote by Shoshana Zuboff. She's a professor at Harvard. She said, People have to stop thinking of their feelings as irrelevant and messy and realize that they are, in fact, highly differentiated, nuanced patterns of reaction and noble sources of information. Love that last. Noble sources of information. We will only know what to do by realizing what feels right to us. Attention is our most precious resource. Feelings are the body's version of their situation. Everything that we want to know about our situation is revealed. The switch for business people comes when they realize what they thought was soft is hard and what they thought was hard is often arbitrary. 
in this sense, feelings are guides to the big issues like, where am I going? Well, I'm glad you've been walking with me today. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. So bringing this energy into the day. Have a wonderful day.